Hey, what's going on, champs? I'm Erin Deliosa. Welcome to an Immigrant's Life podcast, my podcast about immigrants and immigration and everything in between. Thank you for listening and downloading the show, and thank you for supporting my dad. Welcome back, Immigrant Nation. Another week, another new episode. Speaking of new, it's a New Year episode. New Year is about reflecting about the past year and setting up goals for the coming one. So as I do every year, before the new year starts, I usually write down 10 goals for the coming up year. I've been doing it for a while now. I say since 20, maybe 18. Um, I try to do new things every year. It could be the simple things. It could be the biggest thing. I usually write down something like health thing or something that will improve my mental health. Uh, I'm trying to, or I'm going to try journaling this time. I hope that works out. I'm not going to set up anything big, something simple. So I hope it works out. And... uh, why don't you join me? Why don't you write down your own goals? Ten goals. You can, you know what? No, you don't have to go ten. You can do three or five. I think that'll be a good thing for you. Uh, grade yourself every month. That's what I do. Just to keep track on what you're doing, you know? And I would love to hear what kind of goals you set up for yourself. Um, I just like having goals and I like, I'm trying to change it up every year. However, something that will never change is my appreciation and love for you, Immigrant Nation. Every week and every year, I appreciate all the love you give me. And I hope you know that love you give me is very reciprocated back. Another thing that will not change is our social media handle, which is at an immigrant's life. Something that also will not change is our email address at an immigrant's life at yahoo.com. I tell you this to inform you that if you want to come on the podcast or if you know someone that wants to be a guest on the podcast, that's the way to get in touch with me. That's for the responsibilities. Now, let's get into the fun part. And let's talk about the episode. Immigrant Nation, if this episode is not a sign for you to make a change you've been wanting to do, I don't know what else to say to you. Because this week's guest traded his comfortable and secured life to pursue his dream of acting. He didn't wait for the next year or the new year. He jumped off of the cliff and went for it. How about let's not waste more time. So, without further ado, let's get into the show. Isa, dalawa, tatlo. Today's guest is an accountant turned actor. He'll file your T4s while blasting rancid in the background. The Iron Wolf of Vilnius. Everyone, please welcome Spencer McIntyre. How's it going? Thanks for having me on, Aaron. Hey, man, for sure. Labas Vacaras. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Labas Vacaras. Yeah. I tried to like practice the readings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lithuanian is a. Uh, it's a very difficult language. It's very specific. It's very, um, it's a lot different than, um, yeah, it's, it's a very old language too. So mm. it's, uh, it's got a lot of old rules in it that are still followed today. Yeah. Um, but I applaud you, man. It's, it's, uh, it's a difficult one. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. I got the labas easy because in my language, Tagalog, labas means outside. Oh yeah, I think someone told me that before. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's funny because um, Lithuanian. Uh, I was reading one time that it comes from Sanskrit, and mm. just like because it's just so old. So like, there's a few words that it shares with, or like, Hindi is apparently pretty close just because of the roots, mm. and which is very strange, just based on geographic, uh, and you know several other <laughs> anyways actually yeah. for coming on the podcast uh, 
Yeah, Neroska. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. Thank you for having me. For sure, man. Before we get into any details and deep talk, why don't you tell the immigrant nation where they can reach you? Um, best place to find me is on Instagram at uh, shitspennyseas. I try to keep everything in English, but uh, sometimes Lithuanian and French gets the best of me. So, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it all depends on where I am. Most things are in English. So, mm. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I don't really have anything coming up that I could talk about right now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I'll post all my acting stuff on there. And, uh, yeah. That's awesome. You told me that you've been doing this podcast run. Well, what's the reason? Uh, well, I mean, so right now it's kind of, this is what the acting community would have as the slow season. Um, mm-hmm. It really starts picking up again. Auditions start picking up again in uh, like mid to late January and then really busy seasons like April to September mm-hmm. and then it dies down again. So I like to keep busy. Um, as you mentioned, I was uh, an accountant before and I recently sold my company. So mm-hmm. I'm not used to not being busy <laughs> So as someone who was running a company. Um, so I just like to do as much as possible. And, um, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's nice talking to people and, you know, getting to know people is a big part of the job um, and, you know, getting your name out there and all that. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I just have a lot of fun talking to people. So Yeah, it's cool. And, I love it. It's <laughs> yeah. enjoyable, you know. Well, yeah. if you're talking to, like, cool people, if you're talking about... Yeah, them, yeah, yeah. There's some people. <laughs> there's some people who be like, ah, oh, dude, it's like, just... Punch me in the face, dude. Let's get it over. <laughs> yeah, you can't connect with everybody. So yeah, yeah, definitely. By the way, where were you originally from? Okay, so I was born here in uh, Canada, mm. uh, just north of Toronto. Um, I grew up in a small town there, but my I I'm the firstborn here uh, on my dad's side of the family. Okay. So yeah, my. Uh, my grandmother was born, well, in this contested area of uh, Lithuania called Memel. Mm. And um, my father was born in England because uh, my grandmother actually left. Oh, well, left. Uh, <laughs> she not <laughs> much of a choice. Uh, Lithuania. She was 11 uh, when World War II started. So, mm. yeah. Um, it's, uh, I mean... I mean, uh, yeah, that, I guess it's the theme of the podcast and kind of get into it. But uh, yeah, so she like, her and my great grandmother um, got on a train to leave Lithuania in 1944. And uh, they were captured by the German soldiers and put into a work camp. And um, then the war ended and they were you know, asked where they would want to go and they said Lithuania and they're and uh soldiers were like, Well, it's not really a place right now. And <laughs> so um yeah, they uh took them to uh England and uh, my grandmother grew up there and my father was born there and then they immigrated here. In Canada. So hmm. yeah. When your grandma got captured, was she alone or she was with family? She was with my great grandmother. Mm. Uh, so like they had, um, there's still bits and pieces of the story missing and I'll never be able to figure them out. But um, <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, my great grandmother, my grandmother left and they left two sisters behind in, uh, two of my grandmother's sisters behind in Lithuania. Mm. And they, yeah, they got on a train to go to Germany. It's not like they had, they knew what was going on, you know, there wasn't exactly uh, the internet back then. So, um, and yeah, they ran through Germany. They had to get off the train at some point and they just ran through Germany. I, there were stories about them hiding in castles and hiding in um, someone's shed in Germany and eventually being captured, but they were always together, which is nice. The two of them. Yeah. And they were together in the camp and, um, yeah, when I, I applied for my citizenship, I actually kind of made it very difficult. <laughs> so, because um, there's this thing that, like, Lithuanian names are very, um, 
like we have different last names for if you're a single female, single woman, uh, a married woman, and a male. So when they got to England, uh, they uh, actually had, um, yeah, if you're looking at the documents, like my grandmother's name is always the same as my great grandmother's. Hmm. So it makes it super, made it super confusing when I was uh, applying for citizenship there. Oh, oh, so they have yeah. the same name? Uh, oh, sorry, I just the same surname oh, okay, on okay. all the documents. But uh, yeah, legally, like if you start in Lithuania, like uh, her last name is Sorita, and um, my grandmother's great grandmother's last name would have been Soriana. Hmm. So like the ending is different. Um, oh. but yeah, like uh, when they're. Uh, in the camp, they were always together, and so she was never alone. And she was, she would have had her twelfth birthday while she was in the work camps. Nice, so. happy birthday! Yeah, well, yeah, oh God. yeah. Imagine where was her dad? Um, so her father died. So there was this mill in this small town called Kratinga hmm. in Lithuania. Um, the mill is actually still standing, but uh, yeah, that's the mill my family owned before the war. Hmm. And uh, unfortunately, in 1942, um, his belt got caught in a machine and he got pulled in. So, Yo. Yeah. Oh, my God. And he didn't even die there. Like, there's pictures of him oh. at the hospital. Yeah. And it's, this is like 1942. So they weren't like, there wasn't, must not have been pleasant. And it's just. There yeah. were pictures? There's like some picture of them at the hospital. Like my grand, great grandmother and my grandmother and i don't know my uh, great aunt told me that it was just them at the hospital while my great grandfather was dying holy shit yeah man. there's this uh, there's this thing lithuanians have and uh when my grandmother passed uh, i had this uh <laughs> i kind of got the business from my uh from my great aunt because i didn't take a picture in front of the casket it, there's it's there's some things that just seem very morbid okay uh, <laughs> oh so it's in the culture to take a picture in yeah. front of okay in front of like they, you know, um, recently deceased. Yeah. <laughs> what if you imagine you're not about to die and they're like taking picture in front of you? Like, hang on, <laughs> hang on. Uh, yeah, we got this. Oh my god. Yeah, it's really. Yeah, it's it's more because I like I forget about it sometimes, and um, then you're just flipping through someone's photo album in Lithuania, and you're just like, oh my god. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's an open casket, and uh, yeah, it's just it's. <laughs> Well, throws you off for sure. Yeah, I mean, in our culture, in Filipino culture, mm-hmm. when someone passed away, you have to like put your forehead to the hand of the dead. Like we call it the mm. uh, mano, like to show okay. respect, right? That's one of the the thing that you do. Also, yeah, we do take pictures too of the dead. Like, and yeah, I, I always, which I always hated. Like, who wants to see that? <laughs> who wants to look proof. at a dead person <laughs> you know yeah um we, we also have like i mean if we're gonna stick with this morbid death thing um like we also have the um the hill of crosses um it's interesting because you go there and like you can buy a uh, cross and you're there for or bring your own like four euros there's people who bring will like ship in very massive crosses <laughs> and like just have them buried in the ground and oh. But the way it was told to me is that you take a cross and like you just buy them on the side of the road there. There's people selling them. It's like four euros, 10 euros, something like mm. that. And then you just take it. You find a place that, you know, you just walk around the hill of crosses and you find a place and then you're like, you feel, you know, this is the right spot. And you put um, the cross there in memory of the person who's passed. Um, there's other reasons to do that. Uh, and then, yeah, it's a very Catholic country. And then you say a prayer and then, yeah, just to memor- memor- uh, remember them. And then you go back and try to find it, which mm-hmm. is, that's the difficult part. I've tried to do that. Wow. I found it. I found the one, but I, <laughs> I don't know if I put enough time in it, but yeah. That's it's crazy. also like kind of in the middle of nowhere. Oh, um, is it? Well, sorry for the listeners. What's the Hill of Crosses? Okay. So yeah, it's a hill. It's like, so if you're inside of this town called uh, Cholet, um, I think it's like 20 minute drive. Uh, yeah, probably about 20 kilometers. And it's, yeah, it's literally a hill and it's got thousands upon thousands of crosses. 
on it. And off in the distance is a church. And if you know anything about Catholicism, I'm pretty sure this is accurate. I'd have to double check, but um, there every Catholic church in the world has a cross somewhere in it, except for this one, because like there's a big window that just looks onto the hill of crosses. So it's yeah, it's just this like there's no one buried there. It's which hmm. it looks like a like a necropolis, but it's like literally just yeah, just thousands and thousands of crosses on this hill and there's like paths in between and yeah and it just i mean it gets bigger every day so let's go back to you a little bit i read that you had a rough upbringing what do you mean by that uh my family i mean i, I think it's the same story with every uh immigrant family you know they kind of start from nothing and try to build their way up and i know uh my family in particular my dad was trying to get by and then like, he was managing a uh, furniture store for like and that's when everything started going up and you know he bought a house i was born everything was going well and then uh the furniture store went under and mm. so yeah uh, i was that happened when i was like two years old <laughs> and you know so money was always a stressor mm. so, and um you know, it's just that kind of stuff. And then me trying to adapt and be more uh, North American and Canadian, because that's what I'm growing up in. And, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, and I, I don't even, so McIntyre isn't my real last name. Mm-hmm. Uh, my real last name looks like someone leaned on a keyboard. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> just random letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a very, very Lithuanian name. And um yeah, so I mean, growing up with that, and like we have a so my last name in particular ends in Itis. So like, mm. I mean, I've experienced a lot of it. It was strange growing up in like this immigrant family because I had the last name that ends in Itis, so I could like uh, a lot of kids associate that with diseases. So mm. there, that was like the bull. That was what I got bullied with. Not to mention the red hair, but mm. um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, so there's that. And then my, I was in such a small town. Like I was the only one who actually spoke multiple languages. So yeah, it was, uh, or in like, even at my, my elementary school, it's like, I don't really remember too many people speaking, uh, multiple languages when I first started there. Hmm. And, um, yeah, there was a, there was a point where I actually stopped speaking Lithuanian because it was just such a, strange language to be speaking it's not like it's not like french where people in canada even speak it you know yeah we have a very very small tight-knit community here so i think there's like forty thousand lithuanians in toronto okay something like that yeah wow. we actually uh you used to have a bar too in your town but, oh in toronto. Okay, um, in toronto i came to i came to toronto when i was uh 17 okay yeah. you yeah, left town then, or you want to move out or what's the reason is it school yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I wanted to, initially before I got in, so I was a kid. I was an actor from ages six to thirteen. Okay, and then you know, growing up with uh, immigrant parents, it's just like, uh, or with a one immigrant parent, it you know, he uh, did not see it as a viable um, extracurricular mm. that way. Um, so at that time you were driving into the city all the time to do auditions. So yeah, he hadn't put a stop to it. I didn't, wasn't allowed to go to art school. So that dream kind of died. And then, (laughs) but I got into uh, punk music in high Mm. school and I got really into the music industry and are wanting to do something in music. And it was just more of like divergence from whatever path I was on. And then I moved down to the city at 18 because that's where all the music stuff was happening. And I was working okay. for a music magazine at the time, which is now defunct. Um, but yeah, so I moved down to the city and started pursuing that. And then. So you wanted to be a, a punk musician full time? Yeah, I was just like work, uh, interviewing bands. I wanted any job in the music industry. That's actually how I got into accounting too. Because, like, mm. um, I went in to talk to this guy at a music industry accounting firm and uh, just asked him for an internship. I worked there for like a month and a half before he offered me a job because I just kind of got it. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I eventually left that firm. And um, some clients approached me later on, you know, just be like, hey, I only dealt with you, not with your old boss. Uh, do you mind if you're still doing my taxes? And that snowballed from like 35 people in the first year because I was just looking for extra cash to like 700 clients before I sold the firm. <laughs> so. Yeah, and it was That's all artists so too, so kind of, so it kind of still kept in line. And oh yeah, yeah, I was just, but I was dealing with so many actors that it, I, I just, it just made me miss being an actor. Mm, and it was just like definitely, yeah. And then, uh, then the pandemic hit, and everything was moved to self tapes. And I was like, you know what? I just need to do this. I, I, um, I initially actually moved back. I went over to Lithuania to live there mm. and uh then i got signed with an agency here and i had to move back a few, a few months later <laughs> but Let's uh get... sorry if i'm skipping ahead yeah no it's all good it's all good i just want to talk about the punk days like your oh, experiences you the punk days. Yeah, yeah, yeah man uh, what and, made you uh, like what's the what's your the name of your band oh yeah yeah i mean i wasn't really i i mean i i started a couple like bands that never went anywhere we never really played a show um but uh yeah i mostly just hung around with a bunch of like the the punk kids and you know really just got into the music scene and it was oh you just, never toured oh i've been on tour uh i toured with a couple of bands uh doing different jobs like tour management and uh i've done merch this is band uh they're still still kicking around uh ex-ambassadors i did merch for them for a long time Oh, so you're not um, part of the band in the sense of that you're a musician. It's more of like on the side. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would mm. be doing the business side of things mostly. Uh, I mean, I do play guitar and piano and all that. But um, yeah, I was never really in anything worth talking about. This is like yeah. me in high school. I like, would try to join a band that not, never goes nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just like, oh, this is just fun. Yeah, I would play across um, with my friend uh, across the street from me growing up, Bobby. Uh, mm. Her and I, you know, we had our little band, but mm. uh, yeah, did never. I don't think it really left the living room. <laughs> Why? What, what, did you not ever try to like play at a like I don't know, like a coffee shop or anything like that? Oh yeah, I don't. It just wasn't. Uh, it wasn't there, you know. And my yeah, my we were in such a small town. It'd be hard to get things anywhere and you know my uh parents were very very restrictive on all that kind of stuff it was more of a put everything under my school uniform and then go wear my uh punk band t-shirts outside <laughs> <laughs> the old school way the old way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. secretly rebellious <laughs> exactly you know <laughs> yeah. so you, you mentioned that you're were an accountant i'm did you go to school for it no i just uh so maybe accountant's too big of broad of a term, but uh, yeah, I did mo- tax preparation, which would be uh, yeah, just help people with their taxes, and I help mm. musicians, kind of musicians and tattoo artists and all the niche categories, uh, <laughs> uh, understand taxes, and you know, I'm coming from a place of like I understood taxes and I understood their industry. So like I've been in the film industry, I've been in the music industry, so it was really easy for me to talk to people and kind of communicate in a way they can understand. Mm-hmm. So, and I feel like I helped a lot of people. Um, Hell yeah. some, uh, Especially those kind of people, they don't want to deal with taxes and shit like documents. No. Mo- nobody wants to deal with taxes. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, it made me some wonderful connections and, mm. you know, it's helping me get to a good point right, right now. And, it's funny because I, you know, all those connections I had in the film industry, I'm still, for the most part, I'm still talking to all of them. And, mm. you know, a lot of people kind of saw my switch to uh, acting full time as, you know, the right move. So been, I've received a lot of support for it, too, which has been amazing. Were you scared when you sold your company? And, you know, obviously being have your own business, money goes in like, you know, constant right but then you decide enough of that you know what i want to do i really want to like struggle (laughs) yeah yeah it's not like uh i didn't walk 
it wasn't like a multi-million dollar company, so I didn't walk away with millions of dollars or anything like that. But yeah, but it's safe. Um, it's yeah, it, it's like uh, yeah, it was, it's funny. I was just like looking at that now. It's like I don't actually have income. I was talking to someone about uh, you know uh, just like apartment hunting. I'm like I don't even think I could do that right now because I don't <laughs> technically. Because they always ask how much you make. I'm like, oh, just nothing. <laughs> I don't have, I, I'm waiting for that the acting news to come in, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, it's. I mean, there's definitely... There's moments where I'm thinking about it, but, you know, I've never really had a safety net before. So even if I was to go back to zero, I would be okay. I've done mm-hmm. it several times like just like even in my adult life like we didn't, I didn't grow up with much it's not like when I was struggling I could ask my parents um, you know for money or anything mm-hmm. like that but uh, yeah I mean I, I'm not scared to go back to zero because I've been there mm-hmm. and I know it's always been okay it's, it's mm-hmm. weird I was just having this conversation with a friend of mine too so. mm-hmm. <laughs> earlier um, but uh, yeah I mean it's weird because like there is no steady income, as you said. I mean, with accounting, I was always working toward something, you know, mm. and I was still working and like chasing money and talking to people and promoting myself um, and whatnot. But, and that now is, you know, it's weird because the amount of money you make in acting is largely just not up. It's not largely not up to me. <laughs> so it's not me who, I, I mean, I'm still the same thing where I'm competing for a job and I'm showing, you know, casting directors that I'm the one that's right for the job. I'm putting this, you know, I'm solving your problem here. Hmm. But uh, yeah, you sometimes you just never know. But hmm. I think I actually, I learned a lot of good lessons about working hard, hmm. you know, and I think, you know, having, just the my life experiences and everything and just even having to bring the business savviness to mm. acting is I, I think it's a plus I feel it is I hope it is yeah, uh, so we'll see what happens yeah you'll be like, I mean, next time next time you go for audition you'll be like by the way I can also do your taxes yeah just on a side note yeah contractually obli- yeah uh, contractually obligated not to do people's taxes but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that's one of the things they tell you, don't tell you about when you sell your business is, um, you guys sign like, uh, um, a non-compete clause. So oh. yeah, oh, but okay. it's I fine. See. So it keeps me like, there's no, there's no fallback plan right now. So it's, uh, it's all or nothing, which it's, that's kind of how I started with the, the accounting firm. Uh, so when I had left the old one, I was doing other jobs, looking at bars and, I was working at a screen printing uh, company and mm. then I got uh, a friend of mine approached me about doing taxes for uh, his record label um, as well. I mean, as well as the other stuff I was getting with all the extra cash, but yeah. Um, but a friend approached me and I was just like, you know what, let's just see if we can do this. I like read some quote on the internet that said an entrepreneur is someone who jumps off a cliff and builds a plane on the way down. And I was like, ah, that seems right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And then I just made it work. Did you always want to work for tax? Like, did you know that you have the talent for it? Because, you know, tax is, it gets complicated. It is. Yeah. I mean, uh, I had no, no, I, there was no, I just wanted to be an artist of some sort and, or just work in some, something related to, music or the arts at all and then did doing taxes never even crossed my mind and it just ended up that way and i i don't know it's like i don't regret it at all and i mean again like i said it taught me a lot of good lessons and i don't know even like just taking the break from acting is good because i mean i'm coming at it from a different angle now it's not like i spent my childhood you know um, or like my teenage years in front of a camera losing all sense of myself and like, you know, um, I would have had to hire someone like me. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Now I can keep it in house. Exactly. So you know, yeah. 
they can't play you, you know, like with uh, documents and, uh, you know, you know, some actors, they don't even pay attention to the documents. That's when, you know, bad accountants like steal their money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll, I hope to get to a point where I have to hire someone. But uh, yeah, for now, it's uh, yeah, I've, I've been dealing with something with a production I was on hmm. uh, previously. And it's just weird when I can out talk them with it with the accounting stuff it's <laughs> <laughs> like no 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 that's not how it works it's like this 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 and then it's like oh actually there yeah it was something i can't remember what i i shouldn't really talk about it anyway so it's all good, so good, so good. <laughs> yeah how did your parents take it when you said by the way dad mom you know that accounting thing that i've been doing forget about that money i'm gonna be an actor now um you know what? I don't know if they know. Uh, I haven't. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, uh, yeah. Oddly, oddly enough, as much as like um, I've been talking about it, about him, um, I haven't been really been in touch with my parents. So okay. yeah, um, yeah. I think my, I think my mom knows. I talk to her every now and then. But yeah, my father I haven't spoken to in several years. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that's. Uh, that, that that was coming for quite some time. So, mm. yeah. Do you mind me asking what what happened between you and your dad? Uh there's a there's just a lot of butting heads. It was, um, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of views that aren't getting crossed, and I don't know how to describe it. I've I've uh, worked it out, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just it was mostly like. Um, He's one of those people you can't uh, talk to. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? I, I don't think uh, let's uh, maybe pass on this one. Of right? course, just okay. for now. It's, it's going to get too deep. It's going to be no. bad. So, no, yeah, it's yeah. fine. But if you yeah. don't want to, it's fine. You said that you landed your first audition when you were six. Who brought you yeah. the audition? Oh, that was my mom. My mom brought me to that audition. Mm. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, she, like, that was, uh, I just remember like her, she saw something in, it was okay. So as much as like my parents were the reason that I stopped acting, I was also the reason I got into it because my mom saw an ad in the paper for looking for actors, uh, child actors. And, mm-hmm. uh, I went to apply to this agency, the agency signed me. I went downtown for my first audition and I booked it which was, and I was just hooked immediately. <laughs> and yeah, I was six. I just remember, I still remember like, I didn't know my height and uh, the casting director had to walk up beside me just to show how tall I was compared to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I guess I just thought it was adorable. So it was, um, it was for this uh, now defunct airline called Air Nova. So mm. Air Canada used to be like, divided up by the provinces. It was like Air Nova, Air Ontario, all that. I, and so Air Nova specifically had the commercial of me playing on their flights, um, just going up and gra- trying to grab a cookie that just came fresh out of the oven and sneak it, but it was That's too cool. hot. Cool. <laughs> it had a little mushroom cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, classic. Yeah, yeah, 1995. <laughs> wow, That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you like about being an actor? Oh man, there's so much. I love just exploring um, different emotions and bringing my own experiences into uh, different characters, and you know, just trying to find what makes a certain character tick. And mm. um, I don't know. It's just so much fun, and I could get all Freudian about it, but I just feel at home on set. It's mm. like, I don't want to be anywhere else when I'm mm. acting and it just, it feels nice. And it, yeah, it's just like, you know, when the lights are going, cameras rolling and you just say your lines and it's just, it comes out and I don't know. I just, I just feel comfortable there. I feel like I've been taken to another world. And it's like, it's like maybe it's an escapism thing, but yeah. I'm sure the yeah, I'm sure there's a ton of Freudian reasons we can go into here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I just I feel at home, man. 
It's, yeah, uh, it's, like, it's like when you play sports, you know? Yeah. You like, Once you go on the court or whatever field, you're like, yeah, this is where I belong. And yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing matters. Else. There's nothing else like going on in the outside world. And it's just you and whoever else you're with. And I don't know. It's just, and it's a fun job, but it's a lot of work. But you know, <laughs> um, I think that's what some people might not really realize about acting. Because it looks, looks like you're just talking, right? Mm. And uh, but it's like emotionally draining sometimes, and especially if you have to do like a heavy scene. Like I've done them in just acting classes and just been drained. Uh, mm. Just like I'm like I just gotta go home. My, my brain is messed up right now. <laughs> so, yeah. Did you act in high school? Did you go in a play or something? High school, I so I stopped acting really around like 13. Uh, did I do anything really in high school? I think 2006. I was on a TV show, mm. and then yeah, it was just a couple of things, little things here and there, but it wasn't really doing much at all. And then there was like even in my early 20s, I was uh, did a couple of short films with some friends, and mm. it was just one of those things where I just I always meant to get back into it, and I don't know why I never did, but here we are. So. Maybe they were scared. <laughs> yeah, maybe you know what it it's a big financial uh, risk too. You know, it's like mm. you got to, but you have to. A lot of people work regular jobs. You know, there's a classic story of someone working at a coffee shop or um, at a bar, and and they're just trying to make it as a, an actor, but they also got to do this thing to support themselves because it the job is really auditioning but you only get paid when you get the role. Mm. So it's like, and that's like the fun part, but, and it's just, it's, it's draining emotionally while you're doing the scene, but also just like you're doing so many auditions and just hoping, hoping someone's like, you know what? You're right for this. Here you go. And then, and even then sometimes it doesn't matter. Like there's all these stories about, uh, actors being, uh, let go because someone more famous was interested mm. or something like that. So there's a lot on the line and it's just, you know, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, it can be rough. And like, even right now, because everything is uh, self tapes, you know, sometimes you're just, you're not acting with anybody. So it can feel mm. a little bit isolating. So it can be a little bit rough on the uh, mental thing. Actually, like this is my studio right back here. So as you can see, it's a very, very small setup. Hey, <laughs> Yeah. If it works, it works. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? How do you handle rejections? Ooh. Uh, well, the one thing about this industry is nobody tells you when you've been rejected. You just kind of don't hear back. So you're essentially being ghosted, if you want to talk about <laughs> it that way. Um, yeah. I mean, you just got to... There's just been this um, thing about Robert De Niro floating around. Uh, just being like, you kind of have to accept that you don't have a role before you go into the audition hmm. and uh which is good but it's like you know it's rejection is never fun but what because i'm auditioning so much you know i can not think about something and sometimes I, I'll, I'll get like a call back for something and i'm just like i don't even remember what this was so like if i just auditioned for like commercial or something and hmm. they were like hey yeah we want to see you again oh okay i don't what was this for and it's like a pepsi okay whatever yeah and and, uh yeah so i mean rejection um yeah i guess there's i've just been doing it so much that i it's like it's just you gotta not think about it there's always those rules where it's just like oh man i would really really like to have that one it's just Hmm. like stuck in your mind but you can eventually kind of get to a place where you're just not thinking about it. And mm. that's, oh, but it's, it's difficult. It's difficult for sure. Yeah, and, it, but it's just, it's part of the job, man. And I don't, I think it's a little bit easier now that, you know, I'm older. So, mm. cause I've been rejected in life for <laughs> things, you know? whether it's like, yeah. And there's that, uh, there's that whole thing about, you know, you just don't want to feel, you have to kind of get over being able to feel embarrassed and like and like, you know, being able to fail is a big part of being in this industry. And I think just life in general. So 
um, just accepting that not everything's going to, you know, be a home run every time. Mm. And uh, yeah, just keep, I don't know. I'm one of those people who just keeps pushing. Like I look at not getting a part as being at like that being at zero that I mentioned earlier and, you know, be like working my way out of it. So mm-hmm. I pulled myself up before. <laughs> when those times happen, the, let's say there's a role that you really wanted, but you didn't get it. Mm-hmm. What do you do physically? You know, some people, I don't know, they take a bath or like, I don't know, go hike. What do you do personally? Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, uh, if I need to clear my head for any reason, I usually try to go for a jog. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, going to the gym has been a big part of, uh, helping me get my mind right. And as much as people talk about, you know, physical health, I think it's, uh, it's very important for mental health as well, which I mean, I wish someone told me that way sooner, um, <laughs> like, like, uh, just exercise in general. You're you know? Lithuanian. That doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a different world. <laughs> just like, yeah, you don't have emotions. What do you mean? Just move on. Push those feelings yeah. down. Walk till you're dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go do something. Yeah. I don't so know. So you were Lithuanian. saying about mental health. Oh, just, yeah. I mean, the, like, yeah, just regard, I mean, even like with the Lithuanian thing, it's not like a big part of the culture. Like, I mean, uh, I mentioned therapy to someone um, in the Lithuanian community. Uh, and then she was just like, oh, no, 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 that's what friends are for. So it's really interesting <laughs> so, that you said it that way. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think just having a strong mind, you know, it helps you handle the rejection and uh, those parts you really want. What When it's commercial, it's nice because you know there's a certain date they, they tell you, they're like, we're going to let you know by this day, sort of like they're like, um, we're going to do a callback or a recall on these dates. So if you haven't heard back, then you're like, oh, okay, cool. It's done. But mm-hmm. if it's like a big production, you know, um, like Netflix, you know, you could never hear back or, you know, you'll hear back in like anywhere within uh, up to like five months. You know, I've heard sometimes, you know, it's like, wow. Yeah. So it's just, it's that thing, you know? It's like sometimes I wake up I'm like, oh, did I get an email from them? No? Okay. Uh, <laughs> My God, this is I, torture. It, it's torture, yeah, yeah. But that's why it's like, it's good to keep busy doing podcasts, you know, while, during down season. <laughs> mm, I <laughs> cannot do like, Yeah, no? <laughs> uh, I would no. lose my shit just waiting yeah, for it. it's not for everybody. Yeah. I mean, I do what you do, as, like, you know, podcasts and uh when I interviewing people, I've done it before, but it just wasn't for me. So mm, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. a lot of work. I love it, so I still continue doing it. What kind of genre of movies do you like doing? Okay, so there's a lot I would like to play, but <laughs> um, I haven't quite. Uh, I've gone out for. I did this audition for a period piece hmm. recently. And I don't know. It was like really interesting that I didn't even think I was going to like doing that. And I was, I was like, oh, this is, I really like being here. I was like mm-hmm. doing this thing based in 1863, you know, mm-hmm. on this book. And I was just, and it was really interesting. I would love, I just picture myself in action movies. And I mean, I'm sure the Viking thing is, you know, <laughs> it's there yeah. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'd love to do some action movies and, yeah, like period pieces. I think that'd be pretty up my alley. Um, I don't know. It's I, I don't think I've found a niche quite yet. I don't know that I'd like to be in a niche. I'd like to keep some variety to it, you know? Maybe mm-hmm. some uh, Ryan Reynolds-esque uh, variety where you can slip yeah. in and out of different, uh, like sometimes an action movie, sometimes comedy, sometimes both, you know? Yeah, Matt I, Damon. Yeah, 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 Matt Damon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh man, I was watching uh, this movie SLC Punk the other night. Um, I watched it a hundred times. Uh, it's uh, oh my god, why am I forgetting his name right now? Uh, Michael Gorgon's in it, and Matt. 
oh my god, he played um, Shaggy and Scooby Doo. And oh I'm yeah, I know told, who he is. Yeah, I know him. Oh my god, why is his name the Skinny Guy? Skinny. Yes. Oh my god, why am I blanking on this name? Anyways, yeah, he is. Um, it, he's starring in it. It's like just it's absolute. I think it's his best performance, um, mm. and it was just incredible. And like that's underrated. And I'd love to do some stuff like that too, where it's just like these really deep, deep feature films. Yeah. Mm. Can um, you cry on cue? Not on cue. No. Uh, there was a time when I could do it, but uh, it takes me about I'd say five minutes. Yeah, mm. it's like you just have to really really get myself into that place and there's a few things they can do but uh, an acting coach once told me like you know not everyone has tear ducts either so <laughs> maybe not everyone can cry so but uh you know crying cue yeah i can get pretty close it, mm. it'll take me a bit but yeah uh, yeah. Are you trying to get me to do it right now? No, 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 no. I don't. I would okay. never. I would never. I just want to okay. know. You know. That'll ruin the rest of the interview. <laughs> no, it's just like I'll never. I'll never do that. Um, yeah. No, I can get. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't say cue. Like, I couldn't just like do it. Snap of fingers, but I can get. It takes me like five minutes to really get my mind there and just mm. make it happen. You know? Okay. And then also on set, there's like, uh, there's some stuff you can put under your eyes to make you cry. Really. Like, uh, yeah. like Vix, it's something like that. Yeah, I, I've never used it, but uh, I just know some people who have. And yeah, <laughs> you don't, you don't need that. You just have to re think about your upbringing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, I have a few things that I keep in my my back pocket that make me really sad. Mm. Uh, and I just, you know, yeah, uh, it, it's like you just have to be. And it's another reason why acting is not really for everybody because you kind of have to be able to do that and like go to those places mentally and not be embarrassed about it mm -hmm. uh in a room where it's not comfortable to do that it's just mm -hmm. it's completely uncomfortable situation it's like you know you see people kissing on the camera and stuff is not that intimate because there's like the camera's like right here <laughs> or I mean, it's not that close but yeah there's like a boom mic right above you and there's like it, 10 people you know, standing watching you yeah yeah there's everyone's watching you and you know that there's a screen in the other room where like 15 people are watching you. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, you have to really be able to be in a good head space and know that like, for me, it's kind of like being in this bubble or being underwater and like, you know, you just, it's like there's when I'm on set, it's like there's nothing else going on, which mm. is, you know, it's like we were talking about with the sports, there's nothing on the outside world, but there's nothing here. You know? Yeah. Let's see if I can get in the frame. It's black. Yeah, it's just, just me in that moment yeah. and whoever else I'm in the scene with. Yeah. I have that when I used to play competitive basketball. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I get the jitters before it starts, but once the game starts, the court just black out. Like, it doesn't oh, exist yeah. what, whatever's outside. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, basketball, that's, a, that's another very Lithuanian thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you play? Uh, no, not not really. I mean, I'll play when I go home to like street basketball because it's you know something all most of my friends just do. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and there's like so many basketball courts, mm. and it's such a big part of the culture. What do you think makes that performance most believable in acting? Ooh, in acting, I mean, from a technical perspective, it's thinking while you're doing stuff. Everything's in the eyes when you're on film. Mm. Uh, people want to see you thinking I and. Mean, um, I think it's honesty, you know, whether that's uh, you actually being you living as that character in your in your mind in the scene. You know, you're always trying to help that person hmm. um, as the actor. You know, it's like, how can I make this person's day better or what help, help them accomplish their goal in the scene? Hmm. Um, so I think, you know, uh, I think Dustin Hoffman who said, uh, you know, even if it's your grocery list. <laughs> like the screen, um, the screen. Oh my god, I'm messing up this quote so bad. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, an audition. Like, You're okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you can see somebody thinking in their eyes, and then so it's always like there's like a subtle, there's a subconscious thought, and like you're just trying to introduce that and see whether you're just thinking about like random stuff, even just you know what's the next line. You know, you're just like looking, hmm. and uh, you know people can see that, and I think that's really what brings uh, a scene to life. 
Yeah, I heard one of like famous old actors that said that it doesn't matter what what the line of the other people you have to believe what you're saying that it's true. Yes. Like you it's owe like money. Be- like you owe money to me. Where how, where's yeah. my money? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you have to like really put your thought your thoughts there. Like, I mean, if you're just saying the lines, like, what does it matter? So, uh, like, how are you going to convince the person watching that? that's actually happening you know and mm-hmm. it's like like what i for me personally it's like when i'm watching a movie it's like maybe i'm probably seeing things that are a little bit different than you know someone who's not in acting mm-hmm. but when you lose yourself in the, in the character and you're like oh wait shit that i'm watching a movie you know and <laughs> like <laughs> and then you're like oh wow okay wow that's a really good performance because i lost myself I'm, i stopped looking at what are their eyes doing you know what because mm-hmm. like, i'm always like when i'm watching a movie when i'm watching a tv show i'm studying what they're doing mm-hmm. i'm like how can i be better you know or if someone's compared me to an actor you know i'm like let me see where i see that and like you know maybe emulate some stuff but mm-hmm. try to pull away from it and have my own unique uh, approach. Mm. I like what you said there because when I watch movies too and shows, I don't watch the actors necessarily for the acting. I watch the camera, like how it pans out, like the movement, the cinematography. Yeah. Like one time I was watching, what was the movie? What was the show? You know the um, the one that got canceled because the main actor was did something with like teenagers. Oh, yeah, the uh, one on Netflix with Kevin Spacey. Oh, oh, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. House of Cards, yeah. House of Cards, that's it. Like, how, yeah. you know how, like, a person will be walking and then it will follow the uh, the, the actor instead of, yeah. like, you know the camera doesn't really move. It just pans out. So yeah. I was, one time I was talking to a friend. I'm like, oh, you, you, do you notice, like, how the camera moves? It was so beautiful. And they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, it does the thing. You don't know? Like, yeah. no, we don't. So next time he saw it and he said, oh, yeah, you're right. It pans out. Like, how do you even see that? Like, I don't know. That's how I watch a movie. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had, uh, I, I'm, I'm really bad at pointing out continuity things if I notice it. And, <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'll be, like, watching a movie with, uh, yeah, with someone I'm dating. And they're just like, oh, my God, just shut up. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> They're like that doesn't matter. I didn't notice it. Now you pointed out, and it's all I'm going to see for the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you're, you know, for the lack of a better word, you're like you're a master. You're mastering an, an a skill. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like it could be anything. It could be juggling or anything. If once you become a master, you see these nuances about the movements and the way. Yeah. And, you know. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah, even like. Even if I'm referring back to accounting, like I would look at, um, you know, notes on the government, know what it said before I even read it, just because I've seen them a hundred times. You know? <laughs> so it's like I'm like, oh, I know what that is. Don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Now it makes sense. Like you know, you know how like sometimes like, um, like lawyers they look at papers and be like, oh yeah, that's just whatever. Like how do you know what it says? But like, yeah, this- yeah, yeah, it's pattern recognition. Mm. Um, I, I think that's also what kind of helps me with acting is like I kind of know the pattern of the script mm-hmm. and it's like about knowing like I know uh, I think there was this I think oh man it was some interview it was I can't remember it was an interview with Channing Tatum and he was talking about something about just knowing the conversation mm-hmm. um, and like that really spoke to me because it was like yeah you want to get all the words on the page right the writer wrote that but uh yeah um, it's like you got to know the flow of the conversation, and then like that's why it really helps to read it with somebody else, uh, even before you go on into an audition or on set, and you're like that way you know how the conversation's supposed to flow, mm. and just recognizing that pattern, and then yeah, it's, yeah, like you know how a camera moves, so you see that pattern when you're walking, watching a house of cards, you mm. know. So, uh, yeah, all comes down to that. And, yeah, that's exactly what it is with the lawyers. So, mm. I want to yeah. ask you something probably is touchy. Okay. It, do you find it harder to get roles now since with the representation situation? Like, you know, oh, we need to represent everyone. Oh, we, they're looking more for, like, you know, people of color now. Mm. 
Um, I mean, I think that it's uh, that there's definitely a move towards diversity. Mm. Um, when I audition, there's still a lot of roles for everybody, and there is a thing that someone would send to me, which was, you know, if you doesn't, however you look, there's a role for you, you know. Um, now as a, uh, as a white person, you know, this industry is, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of white people in this industry. A lot, it's very oversaturated with it. So for me, it's like important that I have a good agent that gets, can get me in front of, uh, you know, casting directors because there's just so many, you know, white people, like, you know, um, but I wouldn't say it's more difficult. I would just say that it's different now. And there's definitely, I mean, there's more of a movement towards diversity, which, you know, it's great. Um, I also happen to have the two rarest genes in the uh, human genome. So (laughs) I'm hoping that helps me. (laughs) So yeah, red hair, blue eyes. Mm. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's, um, I wouldn't say it's, yeah, there's still roles. And I, I have, also multiple passports. So mm. uh, in Lithuania, it's very, there's not a lot of diversity. So um, <laughs> there's more now than there ever has been, but mm. uh, it's still mostly, you know, white people. So it's, you know, I've been auditioning a lot over there too. Oh, okay. So yeah. Um, in English, which is odd, but uh, yeah. Um I don't know. I would, yeah. I mean, there's, I definitely support the move towards that diversity, mm. but I, yeah, I wouldn't say it's more difficult. It's just, there's, there's also so much content now. It's mm-hmm. like, there's, there's something for everybody for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, you speaking of content and additions and the struggles with it. I've heard before actors and other performance that, if you want to have a role or if you want to something be done, it's better if you write it. Have you ever thought of writing your own materials? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been writing a couple of things, actually. Um, I'm not a great writer, I don't think. <laughs> uh, just me personally, I have a thing where uh, I have a learning disability where I can't express myself as well in the written word. Mm. Um I don't know what it is. I didn't even realize I had it for <laughs> until like earlier this year. And uh, it's just some point out they're like, do you have trouble writing things? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Just every time I try to write something, I, like, I can't explain it properly. But <laughs> if I'm talking, it's just, yeah. So um, I, um, yeah, but I've ha- I have a few ideas for some stuff. A lot of it's actually uh, centered around immigration too. I have this, I have a comedy show I'm writing with some, some friends of mine about uh, just being, um, you know, multilingual in hmm. Canada. And uh, I'd also like to do a nice little mini series about my grandmother's journey and uh, her coming to Canada. So something I'm trying to work on as well, but it's hard. <laughs> and like, there's so many brilliant writers hmm. out there. So definitely, man. Yeah. What is the thing you're proudest of so far and why? Uh, you know what, man? I'm proud of like where my company got to and just how it's, uh, how it got me to where I am now. And, you know, I, it's weird to say I'm proud of myself just for taking a risk and like just putting it all on the line. But yeah, it's like, it's probably what I'm most proud of. And like, I've come a long way. So Mm -hmm. yeah, from that, from this, uh, Scrappy little kid. <laughs> Hells yeah, man. Bro, I think we're there, but we'll, I want to close out with this question. Yeah. You've lived a thousand lives through all that. Is there something you can share with someone listening right now that is thinking of changing his life or changing her career? Uh, don't leave life with uh, any what-ifs. No. You got to live it to the fullest. Things can sneak up on you. So take that risk. What's the worst case scenario? Is it going to kill you? Mm. Again, my man, Spence, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it.
Dude, thank you so much. Have a good evening. Yeah, you too, man. Bye. All right. Take care. Again, Spencer, thank you for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, listeners, for listening. This is Aaron Deliosa from Immigrants Life. I'll see you next year.